Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the The whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast, the recap episode. Uh, as always, I'm your co-host, Arthur Stone, and with me as always is your holly jolly co-host, Andy Hart. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, boys and girls of Bunkerland! <laughs> it's me, Bunk Claus! <laughs> You scurry down the chimney. <laughs> I've lubed myself in oil yeah. and slipped down your chimneys. And you ate all my cookies. I ate all the cookies. <laughs> and I didn't leave gifts. <laughs> I left something better. Gold! Ooh, you're a it pro- never loses its value. You're a prospector. Yes! I wish it was Bitcoin. <laughs> that never loses its value either. That's fake money. Andy! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Art. This episode is being released on Christmas Day. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, uh, get lost. <laughs> we here at Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast don't condone any holidays that aren't Christmas. <laughs> Just joking. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Have you might not be listening Hanukkah. to this on Christmas. Right. This could be any time of year. Any... Hanukkah is on like the Monday, then Christmas is on Wednesday, Kwanzaa the next day on Thursday. Yeah. But I believe Kwanzaa is also like a week long thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's not everything's ways. a day, and there's other holidays. Blah blah. Everybody, you know what? You know. Whatever you celebrate, we're glad you're with us. We hope that you're having a good day. That's right. And we're gonna do a little special episode today, right, Andy? We are going to. Oh, kind is it of, ever uh, special? Oh, it's so special, so special. It's gonna be like friggin' Radiohead up in here. You you wish you were special, but you actually are, and you're <laughs> and we are, we're creeps. <laughs> I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. Listeners, we're playing it fast and loose today, so uh, just be prepared. We're going to recap yeah. all of the normal, uh, very structured, very professional <laughs> podcasting you're used to. Out the window today. We're having fun on out Christmas the window, Day. Baby. We're throwing out the whole, everything but the kitchen sink. We're going to recap the top five episodes, Andy, of uh, of this year and and also, coincidentally, 
of all time. All time. Because the podcast started this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, these are the best ever yes. for this show. We thought it'd be fun to do a little recap at the end of the year. You know, it's Christmas. We're not going to... Yeah, you do a full episode. Listeners, you're going to love this list. Let me tell you. There it's are great some list. there are some heavy hitters on this list. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. Um Andy Merry Christmas. <laughs> I want to rock and roll all night. Smooch smooch smooch. And have a Christmas every day. It's fine, listeners. We're step co-hosts. We're not blood-related co-hosts. Right, right. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bunker is our dad, but we have different moms. <laughs> Well, well I guess that, that makes us half. Now that that bit's out of the way. Yeah. We have the same dad. <laughs> God, Andy. Oh, that's... Yeah, anyway. Um, Andy, I think, you know, we, we should talk a little bit about... Before we get to the whole recap, you know, maybe we'll just talk a little bit about what our... What's our Christmas wish? Oh. What do, what do we wish for Christmas this year, wish. you know? Yeah. Uh, Christmas is a time for making wishes. It is. That is a fact. Um, our, <laughs> it's also a time for Yule Logs, but we'll get to Yule Logs. Yule Logs, <laughs> my favorite actor. <laughs> my favorite kind of uh, database is a, a Yule, Yule Log. log. Yeah. I love pulling up the Yule Log and reading all that old data. It's the most festive mathematical <laughs> equation, the Yule Log. <laughs> it's like Duraflame, the uh, natural, unnatural log. If I eat too much peppermint bark, I'll leave a Yule Log. <laughs> hey! Art, you think if Santa had a dog, it would peppermint bark? <laughs> anyway. Uh, note to self, add a rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. I do note to self now. I only do old Norm MacDonald bits now. <laughs> All right, Andy, what's your Christmas wish? Our, what is Christmas really? Well, I mean, if we go okay, back to tell, pagan I'll times. I'll tell you, in a religious oh, okay. sense. Christians mark the birthday of their Messiah, Jesus Christ, on Christmas. In a more secular way, I tell you what, my messiatic nerve is acting up. Thank you. Note to self. Note to self. But um, no, no rim shot there. Uh, We'll cut that joke. Note to self. Rim job. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's Christmas? If you can do that by yourself, good luck. Uh, Uh, I mean, in a secular way. Okay, in the USA. Christmas has become a time for people of, of all walks of life sure. to to gather with their family and their friends, uh, maybe enjoy a nice meal, spend time, reminisce, play games. The the ubiquity of the celebration of Christmas in the USA, uh, it brings in so many people, right? Right. Uh, even those that have no faith. Uh, sure. They have personal or family traditions. On the Christmas holiday. Wow. So what really is Christmas? I say it's an opportunity for people to gather and demonstrate they lo- the love they have for each other and a chance to step back wow. and appreciate the good things in our lives. Wow. You know, when I was younger, I mostly saw Christmas as a chance to get loot, right? It's like you get gifts. You were a pirate. Right. <laughs> The older I get, the more I appreciate the less consumer aspects of the holiday. Yeah, okay. All right. That's nice. So in that spirit, what I really want for Christmas is for for others to feel the way I do this time of year. Wow. Aw. That's why my Christmas wish is for Santa Claus to be shot out of the sky by a surface-to-air missile 
Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. How does that line up? What? Well, he's the problem. <laughs> he's poisoned the well. He is the commercialism yeah. of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. You got a problem with old St. Nick. Yeah, let's blast him out of the sky. We can do it. They track him on NORAD. <laughs> Time to bring him down. NORAD, we got to get those codes. No, they're already doing it. Oh, they're already doing yeah, it? Yeah, they already track them. They track them every year? Yeah, just launch a missile up there. Wow. Just send a tomahawk out I mean, let's face it, that sleigh, it's got to move pretty fast, but I think they can do Incredibly it. Incredibly fast. Since, you know, but Rudolph has a laser beam on his nose. Scramble he has an anti-missile uh, uh, laser. Oh. Well, He's got the Star Wars system. Scram- scramble some jets. <laughs> scramble some jets and scramble some eggs while you're at it. Yeah, and scramble Santa's brains all up you in know, the air. Andy, that is... Uh, I mean, that's true. It's like, you know... The, it's time to murder Santa. You it's agree. It's time to murder Santa. The commercialism of Christmas, it's what's ruining it. Yeah. It's about family and togetherness. Yeah. Roasting chestnuts. Yeah. Giving gifts. That no, means no, something. it's not about giving that gifts. That means something. It's about making a gift. Making one with your hands? Mm-hmm. You still got to buy the materials, Andy. No, Where are you no. going to source those materials? No, you get them from the wilderness. <laughs> Wow, Andy, you want to go back and become a druid? You want to give your you want to give your mom a beautiful necklace with her birthstone? You want to give your mom a pearl necklace? Yeah, that's her birthstone. Oh, you're fucking gross. You got to go to the ocean. You got to mine your own clams. <laughs> you know, Andy, I mean, it's uh your own oysters. That's oysters. your Christmas wish. You're entitled to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh and I blew out my candles. But now I told you also it can't come true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Glenn. Uh, Andy, did you just hear that? Was that a knock at the bunker door? I think that was a knock at the bunker door. Oh, listen, why don't you go check on it? I'm going to use the bathroom really quick. Okay, yeah, let me go. Let me go get the door. Whoa. Hello, look, it is me, Mark Zuckerberg. Look who it is, Mark Zuckerberg. Hello, Andy. From Facebook. Yes, I am CEO of Facebook. I am also a huge Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast fan. I enjoy listening to waveforms and traveling through my ear canal, then decoding it in my brain as a neurological signal. Mark Zuckerberg, is it really you? Yes. Why do you sound like a Kermit the Frog soundboard? Would you like me to sound different? I believe that Kermit's voice is the most algorithmic, optimal sound. For humans to hear, it's please let nice. me enjoy some hydrogen-infused oxygen. You mean you mean water? Yeah, you're drinking water. Are you choking? Oh my god! I enjoy water. What do you enjoy? Hey, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. What gives with fucking Facebook, dude? What's the goddamn deal with that thing? Facebook is a social networking platform that helps connect friends and family. Yeah, but why do you steal my data and sell it and make bunches of money? I have no recollection. <laughs> I do not recall. What about all this uh what about all this fake news stuff? I have no recollection. Wow. Happy 2019 to Jeez. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Well, I mean, thanks for dropping by. How'd you find the bunker? I do not recall. Mm, wow. This is this is a really engaging conversation. I wanted to drop by and wish you, two fellow humans I enjoy, 
A Merry Christmas hey, and Mark. Happy 2019. Hey, Mark. Congratulations on all your success. Oh, are you okay? You had a stroke? Recalculating. Recalculating route. Oh. His eyes have rolled into the back of his head. Sorry. What oh. were you saying? Andy Hart. Um, Mark, what's your favorite Christmas song and can you sing it for me? My favorite Christmas song is... Oh no, he's Googling it. He has to type it in. He doesn't even know. Listeners, this is creepy as fuck. Mark Zuckerberg is just... Drummer boy. <laughs> the pum 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 It sounds like binary. Oh. Oh, I get it. One, zero, two, no, two doesn't in binary. Oh! <laughs> Recalculating oh God, route. Sparks are recalculating coming out of his ears. Recalculating route. Beep, 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 beep. I have to go now. Ah, there's a fire in the bunker. It's a bug fire. Oh my God, Andy, what's going on? Mark Zuckerberg was just in here and he tried to speak in binary. And, oh. then, he, and then he said two and he went on the fritz. <laughs> that that can't he, be. Mark Zuckerberg did a number two and then he <laughs> sparks started flying out of his head. Wow, I can't believe I missed Mark Zuckerberg, Andy. Yeah, it was pretty wild. That's crazy. How did he, I don't know how he got here. I think it's because, it's probably because of us. Huh? I have Facebook still. Oh my god! And I leave a trail of data everywhere. And Mark Zuckerberg, you're like a it to little Hansel, and you're leaving little breadcrumb trails, and you're cute little lederhosen. And he's the evil witch. If I, if he's gonna eat you, it seemed like he wanted to eat me. Yeah, he wanted to eat you. Well, that's crazy. Mark Zuckerberg stopped by, listeners. Yeah. I missed it. I was in the bathroom. Wow, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, we're out of toilet paper, so. Uh, uh, yeah, we knew you were in the bathroom. I mean, it's an open face bathroom, that's so right. we could see you. You could see us. Um, wow. So, I mean, crazy, you know, Christmas, who knows who could drop by? Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas day. No one's doing anything. Yeah. This, yeah. This is like a true TV holiday special. Where oh yeah. Anybody could stop by. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, so, uh, yeah, listeners, we're going to do a little recap. Um, and we're just going to kind of look through our favorite episodes of the, of the year. And, uh, who knows, you know, maybe, uh, um, maybe someone else will drop by. <laughs> we don't know. We can't see outside. There's no windows in the bunker. That's true. We don't know. Um, at any time, if someone else wants to drop by, you know, I mean, it could happen. Who knows? Uh, if there's All a I know is I'm door. along for this ride. Oh, okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm locked and ready to go. Did you just hear that, Andy? Was that another knock at the door? Yeah, it sounded a little bit like some feathers rustling. And suddenly, I have the urge to go to the bathroom again. Oh, did you eat something? Bad? I, I think did I ate something some bad. Clams. I had a bad mango. Oh, a bad like <laughs> sitting a really out in the sun. Mango? Yeah. Well, we don't know if it's old, but oh, I'm gonna use the washroom. I'm gonna be right back. Okay. You go get the door. All right, I'm gonna go get the door. Whoa! Look who it is. Hello, Andy. It's me. Barn Owl. Barn Owl. It's good to see you again. Man, it has been a little while. It's been a little while. I mean, not that long. You show up a lot at the uh, bunker. I wouldn't say a lot. Eh, well. I think maybe two to three episodes max <laughs> well, out of your catalog of almost 40. I don't know. That's 10%. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I say that now. Wow. I'm a lot more chill. 
<laughs> I guess so, yeah. You seem a lot less uptight. Barn, what's been happening? I have a Christmas wish. I know what your Christmas wish is. You hope that you find the Flatwoods monster and I you want can to marry find it. the Flatwoods yeah. monster and make sweet, sweet love. Me and the Flatwoods monster were meant to be. I will take the Flatwoods monster and I will exchange a gift. And this Christmas, I will give it my heart. And the very next day, it will not throw it away. I don't know. It might. Barn. This year will be full of cheer. As the Flatwoods monster and I consummate our love. In the rear. In the rear. <laughs> Thank you. You've heard my single on Bandcamp? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I subscribe to your SoundCloud. I'm blowing up. Mm, I had well, a really popular tweet, and then I subtweeted it with my SoundCloud link. What was the, your really popular tweet? It was probably about marrying, finding and marrying the, the, the Flatwoods monster, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Barn. Um, Andy, it's good to see you. I hope that this year you're also able to find your true love. I am already. I'm, you're married? I'm married. Wow, that must be nice. For 13 years. Wow. I only wish someday me and the Flatwoods monster could be married that long. You know what, Barn? Yeah? I hope that happens to you in the new year. Wow. Andy, thank you. If you if you find the Flatwoods monster, I hope you'll invite me and Art to the wedding. If it's quick enough. I mean, I'm probably going to do a shotgun, like, uh, courthouse wedding. I mean, I want to hitch that thing up as soon as possible. Oh, well, you could at least have, like, a party after, right? I could. I could have a party reception. Yeah. At a banquet hall. Yeah. Or uh, wherever else people have receptions. Yeah. You could have one in your home and order Domino's pizza. <laughs> like, I feel like you're not just throwing that out there as an example, that that's what you're going to do. <laughs> Something somebody told me one day. I was in an Uber and someone told me that then when they got married, I was on my way to a wedding. And when you, they were in, <laughs> you were in an Uber? Yeah, I was in an Uber. <laughs> I can't fly everywhere. Also, I'm part owl. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you had a lot. You have a lot of feathers stuck to your body. I'm part man, part owl. I'm a barn owl. Yeah, you are. This is all lore and canon. This is all definitely canon. Doesn't matter if the voice sounds a little different. No, it's definitely you. I mean, but yeah. you're just more. You're more laid back now. It's Christmas. You took an Uber. Took an Uber. <laughs> you said, "Yeah, dude." Yeah, dude. Whatever, dude. I'm not Stevo. I don't say "Yeah, dude." Oh, sorry. <laughs> or "Yeah, buddy." Whatever he says. Anyway, Andy, I don't need your shit. I'm still looking for the Flatwoods monster. If you're out there, you sweet, sweet, beautiful creature. Ten feet tall. Claws made of metal. Terrible claws. And a delicious hoop skirt. And that beautiful... vulva-shaped... hooded head. They draw you so sexily. I can only imagine your beauty... outseeds your drawings, Flatwoods monster. One day I hope we meet. Anyway, Andy, happy Christmas. And uh, please, if anyone has any information on the Flatwoods monster, I would love, I would love the finder. We'll keep you posted, Barn. Thanks, I gotta go. Yeah. Smells I, like shit in here. I think Art went to the bathroom. Yeah, Art's been taking dumps constantly for like the last probably ate a bad mango? <laughs> yes, He's actually, gotta stay away from that fruit. Yeah, I mean, his digestive tract is terrible. Anyway. Hoot hoot, I'm out. Okay. Bye, Barn. See you, dude. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Oh. Like the UK says. Mm, I like Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Bye, Barn. Oh, God. Uh. Oh. <clears throat> well, 
Jeez. You just miss Barn Owl. Oh, I miss Barn Owl? Yeah. I never get to be in the same room as that guy. I always miss out on him. Yeah, well, uh, maybe you'll get lucky if he finds the Flatwoods monster this yeah. year. He said he'd invite us both to his reception. Yeah. Which I feel fairly confident is going to be in his house and catered <laughs> by Domino's. Oh, that's cool. Mm. I'm down for that. Mm. I'm down to clown. Well, mm. Andy, we had some great mm. special guests. I mean, some fun visitors came by. Yeah. I, for, sadly, I missed them all, but that's hopefully you'll find one. Hopefully I'll find one that shows up sometime, but hey. wait, wait, what? What's that? Is that a knock at the bunker that, door? knock at the bunker door? Oh my goodness. Should I go get it or? Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I guess you go no, get no it. No, no or yes? Yeah, I guess you go get it. I, I probably will have diarrhea now. Oh, you're going to have diarrhea? Yeah. No, I didn't eat anything weird. I just have diarrhea periodically. Oh, okay. I'll go get the door. You go have diarrhea. Okay. Okay. Hey. Hi, Art. Oh, oh my goodness. It's me, legendary sports broadcaster, Chris Berman. Hi, Chris Berman. Whoop. <laughs> I could go all the way to the bunker. Wow. Uh, what a treat to have you here. Uh, thanks Sh- for having me. Shot call in our Christmas episode. I came here from 50 miles away to 40 to 30 to 20 to 10 till I touch down <laughs> here at the bunker. Wow, you traveled a long distance to be here. Well, we appreciate it. It's Christmas Day and you're here with us. Art. My family doesn't love me. (laughs) How could they not love you? Every Christmas day I go to a cheesecake factory and I eat as much cheesecake as I can (laughs) until I throw up. (laughs) That's that's a lot of cheesecake, Chris Berman. It's 45 slices. (laughs) Art, I just want to say I love your podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Wow, Chris Berman, I mean... What an endorsement. Whoop! <laughs> You're That's the up. result of a stroke. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. It's fine. It happened 40 years ago. Oh, wow. You're old. Whoop! <laughs> I wish Andy could be here to see it. He's a big fan of your work. I know he is. I've met him before. You've met him before. That's right. I mean, if you look over there in the corner, he's taking a dump. I can see his naked penis. <laughs> his naked penis. He normally wears a cloth sock over his penis. Yeah. But he he pulled it off to go to the bathroom. He's struggling. <laughs> He's having diarrhea. Yeah, it's pretty it's bad. It's clear. It's clear. Lee Brown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris Berman, who's your take for the Super Bowl this year? The Super Bowl? You're a legendary broadcaster, right, of, of, of many a sport, I think, or just football. Of all sports. I know them all. <laughs> My pick for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, who you got? The Buffalo Bills. Whoa! Dark Horse Buffalo Bills? I like... Josh Allen's going to get it done? I like the Bills versus the Oakland Raiders (laughs) in the AFC Championship game. Wow. Well, that's going to be a big battle. And the Dallas Cowboys versus... The Eagles. For the NFC East? No. Versus the Green Bay Packers. Boo! For the NFC... Who do you want to win that? Dallas. Yeah, but Whoop. also boo. Whoop. Dallas versus Buffalo. A rematch of 1993 and 1994. <laughs> uh, this like- time, <laughs> Buffalo gets it done. 28-17. 
So what about Baltimore, the 49ers, the Patriots, all these other really great teams? They're just not they're not in it this year. (laughs) All right. Chris, you can't you can't give away too much. I get it. You can't give away too much. Um, But I appreciate you coming by. It's the NFL will only let me say so much. Oh. Oh. Have you listened to our sports are fake uh, episode? It was highly reviewed by people who uh, love to hear me pronounce words. I was, that was my review. Oh, that was you? That was me. You're the one who roasted me for saying K-Fab wrong? Yeah, that was me. K-Fabe? You're annoying as fuck. <laughs> Zero stars. Oh, you heard our holiday album. <laughs> well, Chris Berman, uh, I'm glad. Listen, I've got to go to Cheesecake Factory. Oh, my tummy feels there. fine. <laughs> get the, uh, get the Oreo one. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for stopping by, Chris Berman. It was good to see you. It was good to see you too, Art. And uh, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Andy. Wow, you really stank it up back there. Is that Chris Berman looking at my naked penis? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about your naked penis. Wow. Chris Berman. Chris Berman stopped by. Yeah. What an eclectic group. This is such a weird group. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like I could see them I mean, Barn Owl, I could see Barn Owl showing yeah, up. Yeah, but I mean, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg and Chris Berman, who, oh, who would I guess? I mean, you want to talk about A-list celebs. Oh, yeah. Those are all in the know. Those are all people everybody knows and loves. Well, that was really fun. All those people stopped by. Maybe some people stop by later. We don't know, but we got to get to this recap. Yeah, Andy. yeah, we got to talk about our recap. Listeners, let's, let's start recapping the episodes. We're going to start. With the honorable mentions, Andy, outside the top five, why don't you give me a little Casey? What's his name? Casey? Casey Kasem? Casey Kasem for every single number. Andy, hit me with the honorable mentions. Coming up first, we're talking about honorable mentions. Andy, some honorable mentions. These are episodes that might be in the top 10, but also might not have even made it into the top 10. None of these are in the top five. Right. Couple of shockers, a super shocker, if you will. I got super soaked. I've had a super shocker before. Yeah, you've, you've done a couple of those. You nasty, it hurt. <laughs> you nasty little Two boy. Two fingers right into my taint. <laughs> Two in Andy's stink. One in his pink. It hurt. Someone rolled you like a <laughs> bowling ball. just in me. <laughs> they lifted you up by your taint and your butthole and then rolled you down and you knocked over a bunch of pins. Yeah. You turkey. <laughs> Andy. Project Bluebeam is number six all time. Wow, Project Bluebeam. What a shocker. A super shocker. Um, uh, what do you think about that? What What makes it so shocking for you, Art? Are you shocked at how high it is, or are you shocked that it did not vault to the top five? I'm shocked that it's even in the top ten, Wow. to be honest with wow. you. I feel like it is such an obscure one, but I guess on the other hand... um. You know, it kind of, like we said in the episode, it is a smorgasbord of all the other topics combined. Smorgasbord. Yeah. What did I say? The uh, Norwegian version of uh, the Borg from Star Trek. It's a hodgepodge. I do feel like uh, Project Bluebeam is like a Las Vegas buffet of conspiracy theories. (laughs) I mean, there's something for everybody. Like, there's there's bits and pieces of almost any variety of conspiracy theory. So, if you are someone who enjoys conspiracy theories, I think you have to enjoy Project Bluebeam. I think that's true. You're rustling that bag rather loud. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, Andy was rustling a bag. I have a sack full of gold chocolate coins. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think some other honorable mentions, Denver International Airport is up there in the top 10. Denver International Airport, great episode. That's a classic. And a great uh, topic, very fun topic. A very fun topic. A lot of fun stuff that's fucking demon horse. Yeah, that demon horse. uh... A listener just sent in a, uh, a listener named Ian just sent in a article to us. Now, this article was by the New York Post, which I don't know anything about that publication, but I feel like that's kind of the tabloid. I don't know. Maybe it's I'm calling wrong. you out, New York Post. I feel like, isn't that like the tabloid newspaper of New York? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not from New York, obviously. Otherwise, I talk like this. I'm not from Chicago, obviously, okay? Hey, I'm walking here. Let's go get a slice. I need a slice. Brooklyn's so different now. He's got no charm no more. Oh, let's go get a hero. Oh, anyway. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, what was I saying? What was I fucking I, talking about? I don't know. You... Oh, they sent us in a measles outbreak at the Denver International Airport. Oh, right. Yeah, the measles outbreak. And I responded, it was probably that damn demon horse. Lucifer. Fault. Lucifer. Andy Mandela Effect, also in the top 10. Yeah, Mandela Effect, a great... I, I think Mandela Effect is a, a pretty popular one. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like to talk about Mandela Effect. Mandela Effect, I feel like, felt a little anticlimactic because it was kind of like, yeah, it was. Just, there's a really funny clip that maybe, you know, we'll use. Uh, this is a clip show. And uh, we'll... Uh, where you're, you're, you're explaining how in the research there's some people who are like, well, I've never heard of this archipelago off the coast of Norway before, so... Obviously, this shit must be made up. Schmielbard. Yeah, Schmielbard. 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 Yeah. Schmielbard. Yeah, Schmielbard. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was a little, it was a little kind of like, yeah, it's just people thinking stuff that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we learned, if we learned anything during the research for uh, Mandela Effect, it's yeah. that our memories are pretty unreliable at the end of the day. So a lot of these... Things that people experience that they think is some kind of weird phenomenon is actually just a mundane part of having a faulty memory. It's part of a human brain. It's it's totally normal, and there's nothing else happening. I mean, you know, God bless people for being willing to extrapolate from there and say, well, surely at some point the entire world changed to a different dimension. Uh, surely the earth passed into a, a wormhole at some point and the past actually was the way I remember it. But now the present has been changed to a world where the past that I remember doesn't exist anymore. Andy, what about some snubs? Snubs? Or snuff. Snuff films? <laughs> snuff. You're snuff a little episodes. freak. Oh, yeah. I've seen you jerking off like Chuck Woolery and uh, the guy who played Pee Wee Herman. Jerk off in a theater. <laughs> did Chuck Woolery jerk off in a theater? Yeah. Um, you know who else did? Fred Willard. Oh, wait. It was fr- I'm thinking of Fred Willard, not Chuck Woolery. Oh. I'm getting my game show. Ho- wait, Fred Willard's not a game show host. He's mm. that com he's a leg- he's a legendary well known character actor. Yeah. I'm all over the fucking place, Andy. I mean, it- Chris Berman was just here and I was getting all frazzled. Yeah, you got f- you got you fanboyed hard. Whoop. <laughs> I'm such a huge Chris Berman fan. Yeah, you are. Um, my two big snubs. Okay. MK Ultra and DB Cooper. Oh yeah, I'm right. shocked that DB Cooper is not in the top ten. You know, I have to be honest. I thought so too. DB Cooper, a very popular topic. Great one to any listener I've talked to. A real fun, like true crime too. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's there's some conspiracy, but I feel like it's more true crime. I mean, DB Cooper is almost like a real life. 
TV character now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, an anti-hero. Yeah. He's like a Walter White type. And news about him is still coming out to this yeah. day. Yeah. Um, MK Ultra is almost in the top 10 if we look at the numbers, but got edged out by more music conspiracies. Maybe maybe MK Ultra doesn't now, do as well because it's a fact. It's not a conspiracy. It's well, a fact. Well, but it's a conspiracy against the public. There's, there's a lot of stuff. But it's there. factual. Yes. It's also our first episode. That's, that's we were true. We're still learning the ropes. We'll acknowledge that it's much different than things are now. Um, but despite that, it's still a pretty terrifying topic and yeah. one that's very interesting. And maybe we'll revisit it one day. You know, you have to account for this. Also, it was the first episode. Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not everybody went back and listened all the way. Maybe that's they true. picked it up at some point. That's true. They didn't they're not a completist? And we appreciate you. Yeah, you don't have not, to finish the completion. A, no, no, we're not. We're not complaining. You don't have to. You don't have to finish. <laughs> if you want to stop, if you're tired, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Go, go get some. We'll get ours. Don't have worry. a cigarette. Yeah. You rest. You need your sleep. <laughs> yeah. But th- that's a factor too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe earlier episodes don't plot as high. Just it's still from up a there. dynamic. Yeah, it's still, it's still popular. Still um, let's get into the actual top five here, Andy. All right, counting them down. We're going to start with number five. Number five, Andy, coming in number five, the Kubrick moon landing. Wow, Kubrick, Kubrick did, helped fake the moon landing. Kubrick helped fake the moon landing? Um, this is a really fun episode, Andy, I think. Uh, this was a topic that I was already well-versed in before it was a, um, it was like somewhat, it was suggested to a listener anonymously. This listener uh, wanted to remain anonymous and suggested the topic to us. I don't know if we mentioned that on the episode. I might have forgotten. But, <laughs> it was uh, an anonymous submission? Yeah, it was an anonymous submission. Oh, okay. But it was a topic that we were bound to do because it's such a fun one. Well, you knew that you knew that uh, Mr. Bucker was going to say right. so. Uh, the, the film Room 237 I had seen in college shortly after watching The Shining for the first time. And um, I was fascinated with all the different um, interpretations of that film. And we talked about the plethora of them throughout mm-hmm. the the episode. Um, um, you know, in it, we also talk about, like, some revisionist history angles. Uh, Andy apologizes to sumo wrestlers, which, <laughs> you know, that is uh, yeah. a necessary thing that he needs to do. Once a week. Periodically, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Once again, I'll say I am sorry to sumo wrestlers. Um, You're all better athletes than I'll ever be at any point in my life. (laughs) They could maybe kill a wolf. We could not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would believe that a sumo wrestler could kill a wolf, but not me. And you have something you want to bring up. You have some uh, uh, new evidence that you want to share with this topic, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, So after we we had uh, the episode aired, um, I just happened to be thinking more about um about Danny's sweater. Yeah. The Apollo sweater, which is a key clue. Danny is the little boy in the film who has the shining powers, the son of uh Jack Nicholson's character. Right. And and I we didn't see this article in the research. Right. Um but I found this article from the New York Times uh which is essentially kind of an interview with a guy named uh Leon Vitali, who is or was um, was a uh, was Stanley Kubrick's like assistant. Vitality. Yeah. Finish him. 
So essentially what they're doing, they're talking to him about the the documentary Room 237, which right. we which we mentioned in the episode. Right, right, right. Um, On which this documentary kind of explains all the uh, all the hidden messages, quote unquote, the symbolism that shows that Kubrick helped fake the moon landing. Right. And so what Vitaly's role. So Leon Vitaly, he was he had a part in Barry Lyndon. And, a film that uh, Kubrick did much earlier. Right. And or later. Uh, in 1975. So it was earlier. It was earlier. Okay. Yeah, he did it earlier. And uh, Vitaly then became Kubrick's assistant. Um, so Vitaly actually cast the role of Danny. Uh, that was one of his tasks. Um, and let me see. This article basically says that for the sweater, which is, you know, a key thing. Uh, oh, let me find it here. The sweater in question here, listeners, is uh, Danny at, in one pivotal scene is wearing a Apollo uh, 11 sweater. It has a rocket ship on it. It says USA, and it's a bright blue little sweater. Yeah, and so, you know. So a lot of people point to that being like, oh, hey, Kubrick's trying to tell us something. He faked the fucking moon landing. So that sweater was knitted by a friend of the costume designer. Um, Kubrick, this is what this is what Vitaly says in the article. This is a quote. Stanley wanted something that looked handmade, and Milena, the lady who knitted the sweater, arrived on the set one day and said, how about this? It was just a sort of thing that a kid that age would have liked. So, basically, he didn't ask for that. He just said he wanted a handmade sweater. This right. lady knitted it and just showed up with it. Right. And he said, that's it. And I think if you just take that by itself, that seems mm, not so interesting. Sure. Right. It, it does not convincing that it could still be like, oh, well, you know, he picked it because right. he could have asked for another sweater. Yeah. Or but, just done anything else. But here's uh, here's the thing. Um, like there's a Holocaust ass angle to this. Uh, Vitaly. Like there's there's a German made Adler typewriter that Jack uses, right? Um, and Vitaly says that that was Kubrick's typewriter. Um, and here's what he says: "Quote: A lot of decisions made on the set were about pragmatism. This looks good; it sits on the oak table perfectly. Not to mention, it's a great typewriter. I used that typewriter for ten years, actually. So we talked a lot about in the episode of Kubrick being meticulous and nothing's by accident." But we also got to this point where we said maybe he's making these decisions on purpose. Sure. But for a reason that's not what people think it is. He he is meticulous. He is uncompromising, but he that's why he picks certain stuff because right. it's like this looks he has that vision. He's right. like, this is the typewriter I want. Right. He wasn't you know, he did he necessarily sit there and say like this will help fit my Holocaust imagery in the movie. <laughs> or or say that when this types it will look like A11 when right. when Jack Nicholson types the word all. Right. It's like he probably wasn't thinking that. He's just thinking this is a great typewriter. It looks really good in this shot. It's yes. meticulous, but not for the reasons that people are necessarily uh, giving giving credit for. Well, regardless of the reasons uh, the listeners have chosen, they they are fans of this episode. It's coming in at number five. Here's a little it's a clip. Fun one. It's a fun one. We're going to play a little clip. And uh, we'll be back. Here is number five. Did Kubrick help fake the moon landing? Number five. I mean, and at some point, um, 
like what's one thing we know about Kubrick is that he's like a he's he's meticulous in the way that he sets up shots and he has like a commitment to realism. So maybe it's entirely possible that, you know, it's like, I mean, I don't know the golden rays, like that Apollo emits golden rays and it's 3,900 and it's, you know, launch pad 39. Like, is it possible that he like buried something that deep in the film possibly? But I think more likely than not, it's like, oh, what does an actual, what would an actual like walk-in food pantry look like? What would be in there? That we and would have also access to like for he, the location we're filming at. Yeah, he probably <laughs> went to like a hotel or something and was like, let's copy this. Let's take pictures. And that's not to say that Kubrick also didn't just do stuff because it looked good. Yeah. Because there's deleted, f- deleted scenes from The Shining that you can look up on YouTube where one of the most iconic shots from The Shining is... Um, Jack is Jack is like leaning against the locked door of the food pantry and he's telling Wendy like you're going to be sorry like I'm going to get out blah 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 and they're shooting Kubrick's laying on the floor shooting up so they're looking up at Jack who's like looming over the camera but looking forward at the door it's an iconic shot Kubrick literally chose it cuz he's like oh that looked cool yeah <laughs> I mean, I think I like me. It's just like this would look really cool. Art, I think you actually are making like a really good point with that. Thanks. Because, I'm smart. Um, I read a quote from Kubrick where he said um, one of the things he said is that people watch his films too much. People people are listening to his films, but they're not watching it enough with their eyes. Like that he's trying to tell them a story. He's a visual Visuals. guy. Yeah. 2001 was a visual story that that Kubrick said like. Didn't need dialogue. Yeah, it and was it was a visual it's very space sparse opera in terms of oh, yeah. like dialogue. I like, fell asleep one time watching, it. <laughs> but I'm not it's, to say but it. it's but it's a. It's I also a think Blade st- Runner is a boring fucking movie. I'll fucking say it. Sorry, okay. <laughs> sorry to cut you off. Uh, I mean, but two thousand one is like visually like striking, it's beautiful. It's incredible. Yeah, and like I remember the first time I watched it. I don't know. I think I was a teenager, and we were watching it like on TV yeah. with my family yeah, at home. Yeah, you loaded, lit it up a little doobie. You just came home from a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what's up, mom and dad? And they were like, let us hit that thing. Because <laughs> I had cool effing parents. Yeah, you had hippie dude. parents, dude. Uh, but we were watching this uh, one night, and I, I like, even as a teenager, like, I was struck by it. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's incredible, and I'm like, I'm like, when did they make this movie? Like, I'm hitting the little info button on the TV, because I'm like, this is unbelievable for like the 1960s it's incredible that this was produced then oh yeah i mean it's an achievement it's It's, revolutionary yeah so i mean that makes a lot of sense to me that like i mean with the twins kubrick probably he just had a look in mind or he thought something would look better than what was already there like he probably made changes just because of the aesthetic of it let alone you know rather than because there's some illusion we're supposed to to draw from that, that it's supposed to point us to some other thing. The sweater. I don't know what to make of the sweater. The sweater. The sweater is by far. I mean, I think that I think I mean, we've talked about it. Like a lot of these other things, you can either debunk or you could say it's not clear. But that is obviously that's so on the nose. He could have chosen him to wear anything. 
It could have been literally a, a like a plane shirt. Yeah. Like the fact that there's the Apollo, that it's an Apollo 11 rocket ship, like it, it's trying to say something. Right. But I mean, I think to understand it, you have to understand the rest of the context of what he's trying to say. And so if he's not trying to say, um, you know, that I, oh, I faked the moon landing and here's a bunch of clues about it. Like it's fitting into this narrative that he's weaving for some other purpose. Like he 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 did that for a reason. Is it possible though that it's it was just another aesthetic choice? It's that possible. he saw that sweater somewhere and was like, This looks this is the perfect thing that I want. Like my little the little Danny that I want in this movie is a little guy who's like being like raised to be patriotic and stuff. Right. Like, and he has this cause that's what he, you know, like maybe, I mean, it's gotta be some kind of, there's some thread there and maybe, but maybe it is just like, it's, there's lots of themes of patriotism and, yeah. and things like that. So it could have been a reference to that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and there could may- have also been something maybe just like you said, visually like Danny is standing up, and he's got the rocket and like this is the point in the film where it starts to take off. Yeah. And like maybe a rocket. Maybe it's like to Kubrick, the moon represented like this great unknown. And you know, we went there. Right. And like Danny Danny is like little Patriot man with his little American flag, but he's also the the moon rocket. And he went you know, to the to place the unknown. Yeah. To the unknown, which is room 237. And then the scarred him. Yeah. yeah. And he gets, we didn't talk about then the script. Danny goes there and gets like visibly scarred and hurt. And then yeah. Wendy thinks it was Jack. And then Jack's like, I didn't do it. And then, um, she's worried that, you know, and Jack's like, don't fucking worry blah, blah, blah. I'm going crazy. But it's maybe it's more about loss of innocence as a, as a nation. True. Than it is about like, than it is a stand-in for Kubrick himself. And there's a lot of things that tie to Kubrick, and who's to say that, you know, Kubrick didn't get tired of the limelight and the fame and the Hollywood elite. Um, I, I'm, I bet that could be incredibly tiring and taxing on who you are. By the, by the, time, by the time The Shining was being shot, uh, it was already established by some people that they felt like Kubrick had faked the footage. So, I mean, going back to saying that maybe he's cheeky, maybe he dresses Danny this way um, just as like to make us talk about it. To make us talk about it. When it's really nothing other than him like playing a prank. Yeah. I mean, it could literally be like, and maybe he's telling us, don't mess with this because I'll come after you. (laughs) Maybe. I mean... All right, Andy, that was a clip. Uh, That was number five. So why don't we move on here? We got to move on. What's after five? Coming up next, we've got a long distance dedication. This one comes out from the bunker to the listeners. Clocking in at number four is the Erickson twins. The the Erickson twins. That's right. Uh, Andy, right off the bat, how are you feeling about this one and coming in at number four? I feel like... I've got to be honest with you. Erickson Twins has top five written all over it. Really? I, I was super shocked by this one. Really? I, I got a super shocker. I I think it makes perfect sense, and this is why. Oh, okay. That story is 
stunning. It is stunning. stunning. It is unbelievable. If if I hadn't seen the footage and knew that it was real, I would not believe you if you told me that. I would True. be like, this is fake. It is a bizarre set of circumstances. Absolutely bizarre. Absolutely outrageous. The whole thing is so mysterious. There's no definitive answer to anything. It's so open-ended still. And maybe we'll never know like the real truth. I mean, obviously, I thought that it was mental illness. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not case closed. Well, I think I said case closed. But the point is, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff. And for 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 my opinion, I think that people who listen to it were also surprised by it if they'd never heard of it. Before. That's right. This was sent in by our friend, good friend of the show, Justin Link. Justin, thank you. Yes, Justin, uh, thank you. Justinlink.com, uh, Justin Link Photography. Um, <laughs> and it was a wild case. Andy, we are now listed on the Wikipedia entry for this case. If <laughs> yeah. you look this case up on Wikipedia, yeah. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast will be there. I think it's still there. It should be still there. Yeah. Uh, let's Let's check it. I was looking it up right now. We'll look it up right now. Yeah. Uh, what we were, what, what the section of Wikipedia that we're in for the Erickson twins is like the media. There we are. The media. So we're not a source. We are just listed we as are not like, a source. Like a, <laughs> and a place for additional information, like a place where this shows up in the media, which is still, it's pretty cool. Uh, Andy, I think this episode marks a turning point for you. We joke <laughs> about how previously you would give plausibles to fucking everything under the sun. Oh, yeah. We, we mentioned that you gave a plausible to Roanoke about fucking zombies. Yeah, yeah. But in this case, you were like, nah, this shit, this shit's case closed. Yeah, I think uh, this is about the, this is, if this is not the time, this was about the time where I just decided to go for it. You know what? I have only one life to live and I got to yeah. go hard on everything now. Go hard in the paint. Um, and I think that there's, I'm going to stick with case closed. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, I'm not going to, I mean, I know I just said there's a lot of open ended stuff, but. I think it's case closed. I mean, I think at the end of the day, that's the the thing that's convincing to me yeah. is mental illness. I still stick with some kind of, pl- I think I gave some kind of plausible. Yeah. You acted like me. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to stick with that. So okay. uh, anyway, listeners, here's a little clip from our number four to you, the Erickson twins. I mean, you have to think about that, how incredible that is. Some humans are just built different. Yeah. The, so, cli- the cliche example of adrenaline is the mother lifting the car yes. from off of the child. Yes. And like those, that's a cliche because it's a thing that can happen. It's a thing that does happen on occasion that, you know, people become possessed of super, seemingly superhuman strength um, when they have adrenaline and, you know, they have a real purpose for something. If you've never felt it before, listeners, adrenaline, truly, you get tunnel vision you have an out of body of experiment, out of body experience. <laughs> you just had an out of mouth experience. Yeah, I'm getting tongue tied. Um, this has got art worked up, and the I mean, the adrenaline just flows through. You don't you don't have control. It's it's crazy. It, it is a crazy thing that our bodies do. Yeah. So to say that, like, I'm just gonna say it right off the bat. You know that they're fucking super soldiers. That they're demonically possessed satanic super soldiers and that's why they could survive. No, they're just built different. They're they're athletic. They're athletic women. Uh the the brother <laughs> What? Go ahead. They're athletic women. They got an athletic build. 
don't know why this is so funny to me. <laughs> the brother said that. I just thought you were going to like start describing their bodies in detail or something. I don't know. Thigh measurements. I mean, I've seen one of them crush a watermelon in between their legs on a chatterbait site. Whatever. <laughs> you want to say you better say it. It's me, Barnow. Barnow. You want to sign up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome, Barnow. You want to sign up on Chatterbait? You want to watch a woman crush a watermelon in between her thighs? I like to do it. <laughs> I have fantasies. I'm Barnow. Still hunting the flowers monster. I love you. Anyway, I don't. I I believe that, you know. Oh, they don't have, she doesn't have any bruises. These things are bringing up no bruises, no bruising, everything. She's fine. It's like, I mean, we don't know. Like, did you fucking see pictures of her body? Like she's covered in, uh, like a jumpsuit. You can't mm-hmm. see her, but I'm sure she had fucking bruises. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, there's no, nothing that I saw shows they're like, <laughs> shows like the you know you you they're you can see Ursula's legs, they're a little fucking mangled. They're very mangled. I mean, I'm sure that they probably didn't like like some kind of TMZ camera. The BBC maybe had a little bit more integrity where they didn't like they don't zoom in and show her fucking bones, compound fractures sticking mm, out of yeah. her legs. I mean, but you can see those legs are like destroyed. Yeah. And, you know, you're right, they're wearing sweaters, they're fully covered, like, there's no way to see bruising on their body, and, like, just because we don't see it on their, they have hair, like, they're not bald, you can't see bruises on the back of the face, on the back of the head, (laughs) on the back of the face. I mean, let's be honest, like, she ran in front of a car and got hit, kind of tumbles up, hits the windshield, and then just falls down. What what do you think she's going to be like mm-hmm. gashed? She's going to mm-hmm. be bleeding profusely? No, she just took like an impact. And it's and it's all about how you get hit, where you get hit, uh, everything. Stuntmen do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm I'm going to say this again. I said this before. There's nothing about what happened to them that's inconsistent with our understandings of the human body. Like right. it's not that it's not that they're that them surviving is like a complete medical anomaly. Here's another question. It's strange, but not. Totally insane. Wow, Andy, that was a clip from uh, the Erickson Twins, number four. Wow, what an episode. What an episode. And Andy, what number comes after three? Coming up next, we've got number, wait, what number? Four? (laughs) Wait, what did I say? You said three. Oh, fuck. You, boy, you gave it away. (laughs) It's three. It's three. So much for my Casey Kasem thing. Number three. Number three. Hitler escaped to Argentina. Ooh-wee. Andy, uh, this is a great case. Yeah, this is a great case. Um, I, I struggled I with know what personally, to title this episode. I know personally you were very excited at the prospect that Hitler didn't die. You were very... <laughs> oh, okay. That gave oh, you okay. so much hope. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, that's not true, listeners. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Art was waxing po- no. poetic... Uh, we were uh, joking about how you look like Hitler. Oh, he says, you oh, look like a Hitler that ate two other Hitlers. What a world we live in. If 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 Hitler could stay alive, one of the greatest leaders of the 20th century. You look like Hitler if he wasn't a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> it's I only like, funny for me because no one really knows what you look like. I, li- I look <laughs> like if Hitler would have died at the same time, but from natural causes. <laughs> Not a suicide. Uh, Andy, um, 
This this case is also famous for you defending the Soviet Army and the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> because I called them out for doing a panty raid. Yeah. On uh, Hitler's girlfriend's panties. Wife. Wife. They, wife. They got I guess that's right. Late wife, yes. They got married. Uh, and you defended the Soviet Army and you said everything they've ever done in history has been A-OK with me. <laughs> Andy Hart, stamp of approval. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Stalin and I'm not Stalin here. I'm going to jump right in and <laughs> we were both case closed on this one. Yeah, we were case closed. Not a lot of convincing evidence. No. Um, you know, it's interesting. Not to even look at, Adolf think... Schrittelmeyer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think back when we looked at it, it, it we kind of said, you know, Hitler was this sickly guy. He was old. He had a lot of medical problems. Dozens of medications. Uh, even if he did escape. There's no reason to think he could have lived for even another yeah. five years. Um, Especially the- <laughs> given the hardship of escaping from Germany. That's right. Post-war. That's right. The, the, the main theory is that he took a plane out of uh, some, like out of Berlin or something, and right. then landed in Denmark, I think. Right, and then took and, a U-boat. Right, and the amount of checkpoints he would have to get past yeah. uh, well, wasn't and, convincing to us. Well, and, you know, supposedly they... They had to land and stayed overnight, according to that pilot, and then all the other people at the airbase right. refuted that story. Uh, at the end of the episode, Andy, we we do a little bit about what Hitler would have named Mein Kampf 2, and um, I want to throw one out there that I didn't think of. Go ahead. Mein Kampf 2, are you there, God? It's me, Hitler. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you, get, you got one more? Um, are you there, Vodka? It's me. If Chelsea Handler ghostwritten version. I like to think that uh, <laughs> Hitler Hitler got really into Asian cuisine. Okay. And he wrote a cookbook while he was in Argentina. Okay. Low Mind Kampf. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, listeners, if you got any other Mind Kampf bits, <laughs> we're dying for Mind Kampf bits. Andy, let's get to it. Uh, let's play a little clip. Here is a clip from Hitler Escaped. Argentina. Number three. But if you, t- I mean, I mean, honestly, if you, if you look at the, I mean, there are like tons of reports. Oh yeah. Of, of Hitler being literally all over the world. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like him. He's, you know, he's dining in a cafe in Paris. He's shopping in London. He's walking the streets in New York City. He's at a restaurant in Virginia. Like he's he's literally all over the world. And you know, there's no way that all of these reports are factual. So um, there's obviously people were skeptical that he died. Yeah. But um, you know, I think that there was. I mean, if you put it into the into the historical context, um, there was some. There was a lack of of definity at the time of his death because you have to consider nobody actually saw him pull the trigger. Right. Nobody saw him shoot himself. Right. Uh, Everything. There's no there's no photographs. The Nazis carried his Nickelback ain't singing no songs about this. No. Yeah. Look at this photograph. It shows where Hitler shot himself in the fear of bunker. Chad Kroger did not say he can't. They'd be complete fabrications if he said that. <laughs> Chad. 
Look at this photograph. It unequivocally proves the existence of extraterrestrials. <laughs> oh, boy. No, you're right. Look at this photograph. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a clear, perfect image of the Loch Ness Monster <laughs> with trees and rocks and stuff for scale. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, there was no photographs. Then, you know, if the, the, the story that, that, you know, they got out of the Nazis is that the, that Hitler asked when he, that he intended to commit suicide. Right. And that when the deed was done, he expected the people in the Fuhrer bunker to, uh, carry his body up to the chancellery garden and burn it. Right. He wanted to be immediately cremated because he didn't want to be strung up by his heels and mocked and carried and paraded. Yes. And, uh, that's, you know. that's one point I wanted to make is that I think fair point. I think it lends credence to that. He committed suicide a little to bit be honest because a little bit, um, you know, he, he got reports days before about the treatment that Mussolini and his mistress got in Italy where they, they were murdered they strung the bodies up. They tossed them in the gutter. And then it was a public spectacle to come and mock the body of the fascist leader. All right, Andy, that was a clip from number three. Wow. Let's go on to number two. That's right. Simulation <laughs> What we've theory. been doing all day down here uh, in the bunker. We've had lots of diarrhea <laughs> in the open face toilet. Uh, simulation theory coming in at number two. Wow. Simulation hot. theory. Woo. Kind of a surprise, but I guess not really when you think about it, Andy, right? Yeah. Uh, This is a wide topic. Huge topic. We revisited it when you left to go do your prank YouTube channel. Right, right. When I was was farting. Funked. Or you fart on people. Yeah. So much interesting science here, especially with the quantum mechanics, you know, the delayed. So much stuff neither one of us understands, even a little. Famously had to have a 16-year-old in high school explain (laughs) the double slit experiment to me, and it took a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like an hour or two. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't understand it, if I'm being honest. Um, I understand a little bit more after I looked up a video on the delayed choice quantum erasure. Yeah. Fascinating stuff, but I think at the end of the day, a lot of people seem to say, say that we just don't understand quantum, the quantum world enough to get what's going on. We're sort of at a phase in human development where we understand a lot about what the universe does, but we don't understand why it does it that right. way. Right. Um, Elon Musk talking about it, Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of these science talking head guys are talking about it. Yeah. Surprising that um, they think that there's such a low percentage chance that this is the base reality. I mean, I think we were both pretty convinced on it. I think we both said highly plausible or plausible if I'm not mistaken. I know that as when I did my revisiting, mm-hmm. I definitely said highly plausible. Yeah. That it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. But I don't think that that means that we can like run around and live carefree. We still have to, you know, live within this world's rules. Yeah. You know, whether or not it's a simulation, we are still responsible. Now, for our own a choices. listener, a, a another listener who sent in the the uh, measles article on Denver International Airport, Ian, uh, Ian from Brooklyn. He's also sent in. Uh, he was very sad that we did not bring up how uh, in Roller Coaster Tycoon, he enjoyed maiming and um, 
butchering his uh, patrons of his 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 roller coaster amusement park world. Right. So I just want to give a quick shout out to Ian and Ian make the sure sadist. he knows <laughs> Ian the sadist to know that he is. Uh, we respect his decision to, I guess, maim and uh, torture a virtual world of people on a roller coaster. They want to get off of Mr. Ian's wild ride. <laughs> um, Andy, anything else you want to say about simulation theory before we jump into a hot little clip? <laughs> Let's roll that beautiful bean footage, Art. Here's a clip from number two, simulation theory. Then you're... And what is consciousness? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. But I, I don't know. I feel like if the, there's like this... Um, Why would we make a world where even... But do that's going to be the argument is do these things feel? Yeah, there's there's some philosophy. I don't care about my Sims. I'll fucking lock my Sims in a goddamn bathroom all day long. Yeah. And they'll piss themselves and it's funny. And I'll fucking send them out without eating and I'll play Grand Theft Auto and I'll shoot people. How Which is would, something you would never do in real life, but you run around like it's Grand Theft Auto. I don't give a shit. How would you feel, though, if you found out that the AI in The Sims was sophisticated enough that while the, the Sims themselves are in this virtualized world, that when they when they are set on fire, they feel it? I wouldn't fucking do it. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> we only do that because we're operating under the auspices or the I under the the ideal that they they don't feel anything. Yes. These are just completely rendered beings that have no consciousness, and it's just totally simulated. Well, that's why I think that I think that option two is probably the most. Even if they could do it, they wouldn't do it. Right? It's that, unlikely that, that people are just going to be like, "This is immoral." Yeah, but at the same time, like, there's no stopping some asshole from creating a Westworld. Yeah. And people would probably use it. <laughs> yeah. This would be like the dark web of the post-human yes. phase of our existence. You can go play around in some AI world and they don't feel anything. I mean, that was, wasn't that the subject of a, that was the subject of a Black Mirror on Netflix episode. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think that it's actually immoral to have children because you have, you have a moral obligation no. to other people to not cause them to suffer. But if you create life, you necessarily cause the suffering Jeez. of that life. Well, now you're getting in a whole fucking circle. Yeah, sure. This is a real Ouroboros kind of fucking snake eating its own tail. Big word, I know. But I'm just saying that that's 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 that's, that's, that's philosophy. Like it is. You you have a duty to not cause suffering to another creature. But by bringing it into existence, you necessarily must cause it to suffer. Therefore, the act of creating that being is immoral. It's hard to argue with you there. So maybe post-humans... Also, kids are annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring them to weddings. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yikes. Bitter much? (laughs) All right, Andy. We're here. We're at the tippy top. Here we are. Looks like we made it. Andy. Number one. Clocking in at number one on what do you the think Mr. It, Bunker charts. What do you think number one is, Andy? There's only one thing it could be. Should we say it at the same time? Yes. 
JFK. That's right. The Kennedy assassination. Just fucking kidding, listeners. <laughs> no, it really is JFK. No, it's JFK. Uh, by a wide margin. JFK yeah. is number one and has been for a long, long time. It shot to number one almost immediately yeah. after it was released, and it's never let go of that stranglehold. It, uh, it has been number one for a long time, and I think pretty self-explanatory. We talk about it It's on the, the granddaddy of conspiracy theories. I think between it and Moon Landing, those are your big kahunas. Maybe throw in 9-11 in there. Yeah. But JFK has been a conspiracy for a long, long time that has been joked about. We talked about this. It's a trope. Uh, you know, famously, JFK was 9-11 before 9-11 was 9-11. JFK was 9-11 before 9-11 was a twinkle in Osama bin Laden's little eye <laughs> and his penis. Yeah. <laughs> ting, ting, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I don't know. You um, said it. Yeah, I did. Unfortunately for everyone listening. Um, I think throughout this entire episode, you know, I think a lot of it really starts to convince you that something went down. But that ballistics evidence video, really, you got to check that one out. If you didn't, if you if you listened to the episode but you didn't watch that video in the research, you got to watch it. You got to um it's it, it's it's really convincing and, I was uh, really on the fence going into watching too. that video and that video completely knocked me over. Yeah, and you I tumbled and rolled. Over. You rolled down a hill. Yeah. And you collected I so much moss. I rolled down a grassy knoll. <laughs> Um, and collided with a black Lincoln. I still killing all think... of the passengers. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll send a card. It'll be fine. We don't have to go to the service. No, we're not. Required. I don't. I'm not welcome. I mean, I don't have a dark suit. I'm not going to go to a fucking I'm not funeral with a dark suit on. I killed all those people. I'm not welcome. If you killed someone, would you go to the funeral? <laughs> Why would you? I, I guess that'd be pretty awkward. Like what? What circumstances would people be like? Thank you. Well, there's always those things. Like it would the, mean a lot to them to know you were here. Hey, the Pope forgive that one guy who tried to shoot him. Sure. He didn't, wasn't successful. Though. You think if you shot and killed someone, you, can't get you think you can make them forgive you? After they're dead? You think you get, no, not the person who's dead, the uh, family. Do you think you have that kind of charm? <laughs> Do I have it? No. <laughs> I don't know. I think you might. I think you Does might. somebody? Me? Maybe. Definitely not. No. Very unlikable. Yeah, yeah. I think even if I you, greet people and immediately they're like, what's this guy's deal? People might not like you even if you saved their life. Yeah. They might not be grateful. Thanks a lot, asshole. I was trying to get hit by that bus for insurance money. I'm, I didn't know. I want to end my life. <laughs> Thanks for ruining it. Um, Andy, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I became convinced by the magic bullet. I still think there's a little something there, though. I'm still, I think you were a little bit, I don't remember exactly, but I think you were more case closed, but I was still like, there's a little something going on here. Yeah, I was there's closer to case closed. There's a little something going on here with this something. Yeah. Little something, something. You know, maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe it was, I, I still stand by that, I think. That, you know, yeah. um, Oswald, What you know, was he the, the lone shooter? Probably. Was there somebody else? Maybe. So I'm just, I don't know. Was he orchestrated by somebody? I, there's just, there's some loose ends that still won't let me go to case close with this one. Yeah. And I, I, I think that what we talked about during the episode is there's a lot of incompetence. Oh, so much. That led to confusion. Yeah. And made it seem like there was more there than maybe there was. True. But now it's. And you have a nose for that. Like a pig that can sniff truffles. Right. You can those sniff are my, out incompetence. Those are my truffles. Incompetence. <laughs> Which you also can do. Right. You know how to root. Right. In the yeah. ground. Yeah. 
Um, well, I think we should play a clip. What do you think? Andy? Yeah, I think let's listen to it. Let's play a little clip. This is from our number one of 2019 and for only 2019 of all time. Top in the all-time charts. This is JFK. JFK. Assass- assassination. The assassination. Now, Andy, the Bay of Pigs, that's where you're from, right? <laughs> yeah, that's where my family's from. We grew up in the Bay of Pigs. I didn't see that coming, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, it's hot in here. I'm like a suckling you pig get roasted. roasted on a spit. <laughs> well, JFK was... Can we talk about the real conspiracy here? Do you think he's actually that attractive? I don't know. I kind of think Bobby's better looking. Wow. I and mean, Bobby was Ted younger. Too. Doesn't Ted look like a sack of mayonnaise? <laughs> well, he did eventually, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. This this like play... I don't know. I mean, I mean, he was well groomed. I mean, look at compare him to Nixon. Uh, well, I mean, sure, Nixon. That's that's a thing though. That's a psychological fact. You put well, you put ugly. If you're yeah, attractive, you surround yourself with ugly people. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. The 1960 debates were the first presidential debates that were like widely televised. Kennedy people, wore makeup. Kennedy had he shaved. Makeup. Yeah, Nixon, Nixon had shadow. He was sweating like sweat a fucking pig under those lights from the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> Nixon is me for sure. <laughs> if I ran for president, I would be up there, flop sweat, like <laughs> dripping. I would have makeup on though because it's modern, but the makeup would just be like running. I would look like a like a sad clown, like a like a like a homeless clown who's been a long time alcoholic. Oh God! And then you know it's like again a few more frames later, then you can see like Connolly start to be like what the f- <laughs> my fucking nipple. Jesus Christ! Oh God damn! Oh, holy baby. (laughs) Go Longhorns. Go Mavericks. Woo! Sweet hot brisket that hurts. Great Texas tea. Woo! I'm going to be hunting javelinas with this bullet. Ay, ay, ay. He said all those things. And you can hear it clearly in the film. Listen to the Zapruder film with the volume up. <laughs> oh, give me some of that pecan pie, Nelly. That's the real conspiracy. Why did Zapruder have lavalier mics on <laughs> everybody in the car? Yeah. Like he knew. How did he get such good audio? <laughs> and, you know, the the forensic ballistics, I mean, I'm telling you, that changed my whole opinion. Me too. I was I was of the mindset that there was probably a second shooter on the grassy knoll yeah. or like I was very skeptical of Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone. I was too. But everything that they did in forensics at reconstructing this, the Warren commission somehow got it right to me. So I don't think that there was a conspiracy. And if I, if there was a conspiracy, I'm going to say this. I think that it was, it was probably mafia related. The CIA okay. could have been involved, but I'm, now what are you giving the mob theory? Are you giving it plausible, highly plausible, plausible minus, confirmed, or no, no deal? Uh, I'm Those gonna, are your options. The mob theory, I'm going to give it. Uh, okay, we're and we're saying plausible is like the middle of the scale. Oh, yeah. we've had this issue before. The middle of the scale is plausible. Okay, <laughs> so not plausible minus. So I'm going to give it plausible minus. Like, okay, to me, it's between. It's it's not it's not not plausible. 
And I think the CIA theory is also plausible minus, but less plausible than the mob theory to me. But the two could be intertwined. And I think that if you're going to ask me just for a verdict on could they be intertwined, I would say it's plausible. But overall, it's still plausible minus for the whole thing. The theory that uh, the the hypothesis that that Oswald acted alone and it wasn't part of a conspiracy, I think based on the evidence, I give that plausible plus. I don't think it's I think because of the incompetence factor, it's not case closed. But I think that had there been more competence in the handling of this, we could have probably gotten the case closed. Okay. Okay. Well, excuse me. We um. Sorry, bunker. Sorry, bunker. We. Let's excuse me. I'm burping. Um, we got to get to. We got to wrap things up here. Um, so I will give my summation. One. Oswald shot and killed the president. Confirmed. I'm I'm in agreement with you. Okay. Oswald shot and killed him. Okay. That yeah. Third shot. That fatal third shot killed the president. Correct. Yeah. Two. Single bullet theory. Also confirmed. Whoa, you're saying... You said the same thing. Yeah, okay. You said it's true. Okay, I'll say it's confirmed, yeah. No, that's what you said. Yeah, that's fair. Let the record show. Let it show. I did say that. I'm confirmed of the single bullet theory. I'm sorry, I I was extrapolating, and I shouldn't have done that. I should have just taken exactly what you said. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to bring out my big black umbrella and tip my hat to you as as a way to to protest you. Protest me appeasing you. Fucking pig. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Sorry. Single bullet. He's theory. so amused by this. <laughs> Single Listeners, bullet. It's disgusting. I'm a pig myself. Talk about someone who's wallowing in his self-aggrandizement. <laughs> we got a regular freaking LBJ here. Hey, we got to wrap things up here. Single bullet theory. True. I'm going to say true as well. At mm-hmm. first, I was just like you. I said, there's no way. The ballistics video. I've heard about the magic bullet before, and I was like, that's so stupid. Yeah. But the ballistics, man. I'm telling you, it's so compelling. It's really hard. Yeah. Mob theory. Plausible. Mm-hmm. Second shooter. Plausible minus. CIA. Plausible. Okay. LBJ's, I think we both have ruled out. Yeah. So the idea that maybe it's the CIA and the mob kind of in tandem, also plausible. Yeah. I can't rule out these conspiracies. I think I... I almost I had written down highly plausible for mob. Yeah. It really just and it, it seems like maybe they had a second shooter. Maybe, you know, I could see a mobman, like some kind of expert assassin, maybe just there to make sure that Oswald did the deed or make sure that the job got done and he's able to escape. Maybe he wasn't even on the grassy knoll. Maybe he was somewhere else, you know? People just assume it was the grassy knoll. Yeah. Because they said they heard stuff coming from there. But I think that that I think the Zapruder film is probably where that gets to is that True. people think that because Kennedy like arches back, you know, and there's the explosion on the right side of right. his skull, that people just assume that the fatal shot came from that way. But that's not all the works. mob connections too. I just think that the mob have the motive. They have the history of carrying out stuff like this and uh, they have the means to do it. So I I think I almost want to switch to highly plausible for them. Maybe I can do a little bit above plausible. So not plausible plus plausible plus. I think that's what I'll do. But Andy, like you, I am in agreement 
the incompetencies of everyone involved are the real killer. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Oswald would not have even been a factor if they had just communicated with one another. Yeah. If the if the FBI had said, hey, by the way, we're watching this guy named Oswald. He works here. You guys might want to keep an eye on him. Yeah. He tried to kill someone else. He assassinate someone with this dumb <laughs> rifle. Yeah, he's a known communist sympathizer, and he's got a <laughs> he's he loves to murder people. He's tried it. Before. He's got a knack for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andy, that's our countdown. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Do you know Casey Kasem was the voice on that show? Was he? Yeah, he was uh, Shaggy. Scooby? Shaggy. Soink Scoob. That's Casey Kasem. Oh, Scoob. Oh, you got a finger in your butt. You ever seen that video? Yeah, you showed it to I me. I love that video. Ruh-ro. Listeners, check out that video. Shoot me a text. I'll send you that video. Soinks. Soink Scoob. Oh. It's like Mickey Mouse. Oh. Soink Scoob. When Fred comes over, pulls the mask off. Old man withers. Get your finger out of our dog's butt. <laughs> I would have gotten away for it with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids and your sexy dog. <laughs> oh, Scooby Doo is your so hot. Fingerable dog. Yeah. That whole group, those fucking teens. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> There was a lot of stuff going on in that mystery machine. Hot garfs, hot scoobs. <laughs> anyway, Andy, this Scooby has been our snack. countdown. This is, he is a Scooby snack. That's what they meant, too, by Scooby snack. Andy, this has been our countdown. Um, you know, uh, what a great year. It's been one heck of a ride, everybody. Listeners, we want to thank each and every one of you because without you guys, we wouldn't have a top 10 list. We wouldn't have anything to talk about. We can still talk about conspiracies. The listeners oh, I guess we can do, to do with their conspiracies. Well, anyway, you know, I'm just trying to say thank you to the listeners, Andy. <laughs> They're the, really the true gift and the true yes. meaning for the season. If we could unwrap each and every one of you under our tree, we would oh, do it. I would love it. I want nothing more. I will leave out cookies and milk for every single one of our listeners. Slide down Arch Chimney. <laughs> okay. Nibble his cookies, drink mm, his milk. All right. Okay. Trying to be my wingman? Leave your I'm taken. Leave your presence <laughs> under his tree. Um, Andy, is there anything else you want to say about our little countdown before we get out of here? Listeners. And go celebrate Christmas with Chris Berman, Mark Zuckerberg, and Barn Owl, our three guests. They're still here in the bunker. <laughs> they didn't leave. They didn't leave. They lied. <laughs> They're just sitting in the corner. Yeah, you can see your your back's turned to oh, them. Oh, to be a fly on the wall of that yeah. conversation. Yeah, well, you're gonna get a chance. <laughs> yeah. Coming up. We're gonna go out for cheesecake with Chris Berman. <laughs> Yeah, he's driving us all to the Cheesecake Factory. That's right. He's buying. Anything else you want to say, Andy? Listeners, thank you. Here's to a delightful 2020. That's right. And so for the titular Mr. Bunker, I'm Arthur Stone saying, and for my, how the fuck do I end the show? You you look up a word of the day. No, I don't. It comes from the top of my head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, for the titular Mr. Bunker and for my Halcyon. Mm, Wow co-host Andy Hart I'm Arthur Stone saying that was the whole enchilada Merry Christmas
Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? (coughs) Or just a horrible accident? (coughs) That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags, because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.